0: Hello and welcome to Euphoria episode nine ahead of week two of our spring split. We just finished our three day weekend, three games, and we're joined by the almost undefeated leader, new mid laner of Astralis. Leader is his name. He might also be the leader. We dealt a lot with jokes about your name. Do you have a boat?
1: Are you oh, as taps? leadership? In leadership? Yeah, I saw it. You saw it. <laughs> <laughs> he was watching. He yeah. sounds so disappointed <laughs> yeah. in you. I, I couldn't believe it. Like, half of the segment is you guys making joke about <laughs> my name. Why am I even watching this?
0: We need to make. We well, need that's to, why we, we had <laughs> to bring you on for <laughs>
2: more jokes about your name. It's reaction content. It yeah. is. <laughs> Put the episode on the laptop right now, and we'll just watch
0: him watch the episode for an hour, and just keep the camera on him. You have streamer brain now. Streamer <laughs> brain. <laughs> it's a problem. That's the content right there. Um, yeah, but I was feeling... I mean, it was a, obviously a pretty exciting week one. We can talk more about the individual performances, but I think first and foremost, welcome back. Thank you. To uh, to the LEC. Glad to be back. Yeah, and I think definitely a strong debut. You've had some rocky starts in the past, I think, coming in. Obviously, you're a guy that's been hyped up since their, like solo queue rise forever. I remember Deficio, before he worked for Misfits, being like, this guy is the next big thing showing me like a random Yasuo montage (laughs) that wasn't on like your channel that like someone had made like leader god of Yasuo and he's like this kid's it this kid's the prodigy so you've been here you've been around now finally like getting that getting a fresh start hitting the ground running I think is big because you've had a lot of um I think like difficult debuts at top level competition whether it's here or LCS it kind of all just feels like something is always going wrong I feel like this is the first almost clean start that you've gotten how did mm-hmm. it feel for you? Uh,
1: definitely better. Now I've gotten uh, enough experience, I would say, to actually not make those rookie mistakes in, the, in my previous debut. I remember still the first game I played, which was against Schalke, right? mm. uh, against Abedage. I think we had a really, really good start mm-hmm. that game, and then uh, I threw it. I, I got ahead of myself, I did more than I should have done, yeah. and uh, I didn't respect enemy timers, so I died. When
2: was that? 2019, 20... somewhere. That was your debut on the Misfits roster, wasn't it? When they exactly. had the Super Team, and then they subbed the whole Super Team out, and then yep. yeah, yeah, but came it was in.
1: only Mid Jungle that got subbed out for that game.
2: But you guys did pretty well when you guys came in. You actually picked up some wins for the roster, didn't you?
1: We did, yeah. We had some wins, but it was still like we were not the team, really. You know, we were just individuals because uh, there were so many different roster swaps mm. in the middle of scrims. Scrims were not enough time as well, and yeah. some scrims get cancelled here and there, and some are not on some are not productive. Yeah. yeah. So us just trying to find a connection as uh, humans, as players, as teammates, uh, didn't let us uh, properly find the draft mm-hmm. and the meta and our comfort, I would say.
0: How many times have you actually gotten to join a team and like have the time to like meet and be friendly with people? Because I think about it, you're like you're getting subbed in randomly on this team. You have your whole stint in NA. You're coming in now. Between this is just this is the reality of our schedule. This is no fault to a straw. if you want to swap a player between winter and spring, it's yeah, always going to be tight. Yeah. But I feel like you never just get to like ease into it. You're always just like bam, hot so dropping right into it, yeah, having yeah. to play mid for Fragment a team. West, yeah, Fragment yeah. West, whatever. You're like you never just get to join a team at a normal pace. I mean that has to feel super
1: weird. I mean I've been dropping Fragment West in LCS. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, uh, in Vitality, I would say it's the closest one to a safer spot to drop at. Yeah, I yeah. had. A month I would say, or like some weeks of actually getting together with my teammates and talking, but still go joining a team at the end of a year and then working with them towards the start of the split is completely different, I would say mm-hmm. uh to joining a team in the middle of the year because for like it's tw- let's say twenty twenty one when I joined vitality, yeah, teams already had time to mesh well together, It's not that many roster swaps uh I joined in so- summer right mm-hmm. um, and people were already had time to boot camp in winter wherever it was go to places together bond you know because i think bonding with your teammates is one of the most important things because your teammates are the ones that are going to give you confidence Mm -hmm. uh and are going to either give you stress or remove your stress yeah so i've been i've only been hot dropping. yeah yeah, (laughs) yeah yeah it's
0: like it's really tricky and i just thinking about it more and more it feels like uh Kind of, It's a, kind of like a little bit of a curse at this point. How was how was the experience in NA? I know it was similar. Like, I know that there were some difficulties, but I don't know all the details. Was it kind of a similar story? Uh, I think the NA
1: experience was probably the worst one mm-hmm. uh, because the split was almost ending already when I joined uh, in NA Academy because I joined Academy, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And... The uh, team was already not in the best of mental states, I would say, because mm. there were so many swaps already that happened before I came in. They played with three different mid laner. They even played with their coach, their positional coach of uh, uh, LCS. So some people were <laughs> kind of out of it. Uh, the stuff that was going on was a little bit crazy, even for me, listening to this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was funny as well on one side. When I think back to it, it was pretty funny. Yeah. When uh, you're in it, it's not very yeah, funny. It, it's though. not funny to be in there, you know. Uh, so... I went to NA, uh, I played Academy a few games, and then I subbed in for uh, LCS, Mm -hmm. but I got COVID that uh, week that the scrim started, so I was playing remote from my home, uh, and it was already stressful for even the main team, I would say, because they were not doing that great in the standings. They already had the jungle change from uh, Pride Stock to River, so they were trying to... And and, uh, working with a foreign player can actually be hard, I would say, at the start, because... They need to feel comfortable. I think it's uh, harder for foreign players or, or like Asians, more or less, because yeah. language barrier. Mm-hmm. Homesick. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. and homesick, all that. And if you don't have another uh, Korean player that they can talk with, can be even harder, I would say. Mm-hmm. Now, right now, Golden Guardians has uh, Gori, I think. Mm-hmm. So, and River is performing really, really insane. I think the guy was really, really good at the game. Yeah. But I think uh, he just didn't have uh, the people around him to feel comfortable i mean uh, that the, mm, yeah, yeah i
0: can't even imagine like going somewhere and i'm imagine like you try to go like when yamada went to korea Sandbox, to coach a team yeah. or whatever like i can imagine it feels so so lonely because like the good news is we've talked about this before is that there's like somewhat a shared language of league of legends where you don't need yeah. maybe as much of the native language of wherever you're working to like communicate ideas but yeah. then like if you want to do anything other than work That's got to be crushing.
2: coaching sounds even harder because the player, the eyes aren't really on you and you can just kind of listen and sponge and like soak things in. But as Yamato was like the coach, everyone's kind of looking at him and they don't speak English. And it's like Yamato now has to teach them how to play the game.
0: I mean, it's getting translated. And And imagine your translator could just be griefing you. Yeah. It's like, all right, that guy said some dumb shit. So I'm going to tell you what I think instead. And tell you that it's what he's... Not that no, anyone would ever do that. It must be so difficult. I it's think
1: with the Yamato case, it's like really <laughs> special as well because he's, he brings so much soul and passion into what he says. And yeah. yeah, how he, he says what he says is, is exactly. important. Yeah. So how is the translator going to give the same thing? Is he going to do it the same way? <laughs> and he has a... A deep voice, you know, you know, you know it's like, like,
0: you must like, believe in yourself. Yeah. The translator is like, he says, you got to believe in yourself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Right.
1: Like, how, how can you take it uh, serious in that kind of way? Also, yeah, but he
0: pulled it off sure, he pulled yeah. it off pretty well. Um, I'm just looking
2: at your results here. ERLs, you found a lot of success over the last few years. I mean, you've been bouncing between major leagues and, and, and the ERLs. You've been top four EU masters, top four EU masters. You won EU masters. You were winning prime league, second minimum placing. Was it frustrating for you to just keep bouncing in and out, you know, like not ever getting this one opportunity or were there offers that you declined because you're finishing at the top of the ERLs for years and years and years and years, but teams just don't want to give you this trust or belief to just give you a chance?
1: I mean, it's like, it felt like at one point, because I played ERLs for so many times and I proved myself enough, people think that... I'm the top of ERL, but I cannot play in LEC, you know, that's what mm-hmm. people think, even though I was, there was no one even close to me, I would say, in the ERLs, uh, uh, in my role, except first split I played, then Larson was the closest to me, I would say. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, it just felt like I wasn't improving as much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was more like I was teaching other people as well. Obviously, I learned good stuff as well. Yeah. I don't regret anything of what's happening. I think everything that happened in the past is for a reason, and... I am here because of the past as well. Yeah, and right now I am happy, so I don't. It's like it was frustrating mm-hmm. for sure, but it doesn't mean just because. It means like the. Let's say I got a chance before, uh, in those years, but the exact teams uh, that I was going to weren't the greatest. Yeah, then my career could be even worse than True. what it yeah. already is. It could always be worse, you know. So yeah, yeah. I'm just happy with whatever I have. Uh, it's just sad that I get to play so later now and. Uh, right now, I'm actually meshing well, real, like really well, with my teammates, which I did in ERLs as well. After my first split, mm-hmm. I, I was on good terms with them, and when I'm on good terms with them, and people believe in me, and I can believe in them, I play my best. Yeah,
2: because when you won your masters, that was four years ago now. Exactly, and maybe you like get afraid as a player, like your peak might be disappearing, or like you're getting older, and like you're so yeah. frustrated because you think that you're so good at the game, but you're not given that shot. So I think it's just impressive to see that. You're here four years later after winning your masters, and in that first week, he was smashing, clapping kids. Still, but the mechanics, I think, are the the one thing that have stuck really well.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I like. You getting an Aurelia montage game in your first week is obviously like the perfect poster start for you
1: as a player, I think. like It's like an
0: it's a strong introduction, you know. It's what I I mean? iconic
1: and ironic because my first game was on the range champion. Yeah, I know.
0: Did we cast that game? Yeah. I can't remember. We were like, Ooh, what melee champion? Zed is, is, is gonna <laughs> play. You say Z- every time we enter Pick Bands, he's like, It's a Z angle, it could be. A <laughs> he's just like out of nowhere. <laughs> Literally, uh, no one. Cadrol <laughs> could be a Z angle. Hey, mm-hmm. everybody in the audience, like maybe Zed will get picked here. I've known
2: Leader for for like five <laughs> years now I think or something so I've like seen his champion pool in and out through so many different teams and like spoken to so many of his teammates that yeah, like yeah. I, I think I've, I was preaching him him a couple of years ago I was like you need to stop playing range champs like I think teams are scared because you're just way too volatile sure, stop, yeah. practicing ear, stop practicing his ears stop practicing rise. stop practicing all these range things and he was like yeah, maybe we'll see
1: I mean the thing is I did practice them but it's like, my idea of the game, it's harder to yeah. play that way if I play this, some range champion. You see, right, I can play that champion really well, I think, because it's such an active champion in the early game. Yeah, yeah. And I can actually, like, the way I would actually compare myself to is uh, a player that is similar to, similar to me is Sang, honestly. I think I'm the mid lane version of Hillisang with a little bit more restraint than him, I would say. Yeah. Uh, but... If people are on the same page with my idea, I can look really good, I think. Mm -hmm. And if people are not on the same page as me, I will look like a griefer.
2: Hmm. Yeah, Yeah. because you're quite a vocal, like skirmish-heavy, Rome early-game snowball player. And I think when you're playing things like Azir or Victor, you're just a passenger until 20 minutes. Like You're just there to be, I can push, I can help, just tell me what you need. Whereas if you're playing Rise, you're like, I'm pushing mid, you're going to cover me, and we're going to dive top. That's the thing,
1: it's like the the game is so champion reliant like everything around uh, uh, re- revolves around champions right mm-hmm. and playing i want to play my champion optimally so i want to do the things that the champion wants and not what a mid laner wants in a in a sense because yeah. azir wants front to back people come into him i can hit someone frontline for me uh my roams are not so good because all i can do is a shurima sure. shuffle and then i'm in the, in the middle of everyone mm-hmm. and then i can't even secure the kill because when you roam as a mid laner and you don't get anything out of it and you lose plates and XP, enemy mid will actually be ahead of you yeah. in some cases if no one is covering the mid lane. Uh, so, but it, m- when you play Azir and control mages, you usually want to stay in your lane. You want to have good CS. You want to have good gold. You don't want to die. You want vision around you and you want to play the game slow. Because in river, you're useless, most of the case, except Syndra, which is a special case, I would say, of the control mages. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like, the game plays uh, yeah. plays out with what champions you have.
2: Do, do you wanna hear a funny story? Yeah, sure. So in 2019, 2020 days, when I was telling leader like you need to start playing Azir, and because it was really heavy Azir yeah, meta yeah, yeah, after yeah. after the Aurelia Aatrox meta from 2019. Oh, World, we just,
0: we have been. I mean, we've kind of been living in the it Azir was meta. Azir Corky.
2: Azir you know? Corky. And I was like, leader, you need to stop playing Azir Corky. You know what I do? I open up his my, I open up his OPG. What do I see? I see ten games of Azir. Electrocute, ignite. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, I was playing that, actually. <laughs>
2: electrocute ignite, and I look at the game, he's all-inning level 3, like dashing on this guy, igniting him, trying to like, get his flash, and I was like, leader, like you're a mage. <laughs> like, you're not an assassin, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It was OP, though. It was working out, honestly. It was, it was working out. Corrupting yeah. pot,
2: electrocute ignite, just all-inning so,
0: non-stop. I mean, it sounds to me like your philosophy for League of Legends has remained more or less the same uh but what do you think are like the biggest changes that are from you now versus you in like 2019 or 2021 like what do you think how do you view yourself com- now compared to then either as a teammate or in game in terms of what you contribute is it or is this just like you're exactly the same
1: it's just finally you're getting this opportunity that you've been waiting for i don't think i have changed much i think i'm just better with people now than before mm-hmm. because 2019 uh People are different, right? Yeah. Some people can be hard to work with, and some can, some can be easy to work with. Now yeah. I work with both easy and hard to work with people, and now mm-hmm. I know what these people want, and yeah. I can easily uh, know which type of uh, people are. Yeah. So I think I've improved in that sense, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, I take the role that the team needs, most of the time, uh, if it's a leadership role, Got I'll it. take a leadership role. If they just want me to be a passenger. Leadership. No, sorry. leadership. <laughs> if they want me to take a passenger role and just play my own game, mm-hmm. focus on myself, other people want to talk, I can do that as well at, at the same time, you know? But obviously, I'm going to chime in and say my ideas as well from here and there. But yeah, I think I'm smarter, I would say. I'm more smarter about the game yeah. and everyone. More smarter about each role. Uh, because when you learn all the different roles and how they function and what should happen and what should not happen as long as your teammates are actually listening to you without having any ego because people can think why is this guy talking about my lane? I yeah, played yeah, this yeah. lane for five years you, you've just seen someone play it, you know? But mm. if people listen and listen to the ideas and actually are open to it I think I can be smart about other lanes as well because I played a lot of jungle mm-hmm. I played a lot of top lane as well I played ADC uh, Support is the only one that I haven't played but I know what the mid laner wants from a support yeah at the same time. So I think I've just gotten smarter about other roles and smarter about the game I would say. Are you good at taking that feedback as well? Cuz it sounds like you're you're
0: pretty comfortable giving that feedback like when other people want to talk to you about mid lane or how they think you should be playing mid lane. Are you also comfortable like listening to what they have to say and taking it in w- without ego?
1: Oh, for sure, for sure. I think uh mid lane has been uh, played in different ways now. Yeah. In a lot of senses, right? But as long as it's like, makes sense, you know, for both, uh, both major, because sometimes mid laners needs to drop waves. Yeah. Some people would hate to drop waves. I would say, mm. and an example, <clears throat> I would say from the LEC that would hate to drop waves would be, would be Larson. No, I wouldn't say Larson actually. Really? I think he can, he can drop some waves as well here and there, but I would say it's Vito. Uh, video Yeah. Mm. I think he's, he wouldn't drop he would have his own way of playing. He does. He does have his own way of playing, you know, and just sit in lane. Hmm. I, th- it, I
2: feel like. Would you agree that Chovy has a similar kind of playstyle?
1: I would agree so, but it's like. Not as extreme. I don't know how to say this. Like. Flame Chovy. Just do it. I, I no, feel no, like, no, like the just light th- Chovy. Just yeah, yeah. Just right here. Just make make our clickbaity
0: day. Start the hate
1: thread. For the leader says early. he would fist fight Chovy. Chovy. No, yeah, 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 no, no. Yeah, okay, sure okay. One one game that uh, I can remember from Chovy that I didn't like from him was his Twisted Fate game. Mm-hmm. It was one twisted fate game where he was just farming, 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 mm. without using his ult. One can argue that not using ult is some kind of pressure as well, because people have to play around to it, TF having ult. Up, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But but I think if you don't make any plays or anything proactive with this champion, the champion's value goes down by quite a lot because mm-hmm. it's not a champion that you, if you have 300 CS at 25 minutes, you're not going to carry the game with it. Yeah, mm. I think it's a facilitator that champion, and he didn't play that uh, yeah. that correctly. But the player is really insane. I oh, looked yeah. at his stats, I looked I always look at his votes and he's always insane. He deals a lot of damage, mm-hmm. even though people say he's a AFK player, he deals a lot of damage, and if people play around him, his way of like his style of playing, he would be insane. Yeah,
2: yeah, I agree. I think Chovy's gotten so flexible. I don't know how. Yeah, we pivoted a little bit over to pivoted Chobie, a little bit to uh, but yeah, his his style's gotten really insane. I think the the, the only reason I asked that question is because there's like this community sentiment that he just doesn't like the drop waves as much. So I was interested to see if maybe because I know VTO is like a huge Chovy fanboy, like he loves it. I think that was his name in solo queue. He's yeah, totally his uh,
1: Twitter uh, uh, bio is literally. I will be the next Chovy, I promise. Yeah,
2: so I was wondering, maybe there's a correlation there. Maybe he just studies his VODs all day, and then when he sees him not drop waves, maybe that's why uh, he just does what Chovy would do in that situation.
0: I mean, Chovy's a good player, it's respectable, but I do like this. If you hold it up, you get pressure. That's what I'm gonna say when I play Blitzcrank, I'm just never gonna throw a hook, and I'll be like, guys, I'm creating pressure. Works. Works. It works. You It's a can't. fine
2: line. You gotta know to the timing of like keeping it up to the point where they can't hold in you, but then knowing the timing is Yeah, of I'm throwing talking it. about
0: the timing of how long I cannot throw a hook before I get flamed. <laughs> Uh, you know, just disable how your, many, many you can I button? whiff and then stop hooking before people realize I'm just bad and not generating pressure. Just playing
2: blitzcrank on controller. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs>
1: well, that's the thing about players. So, it's, so, if you the game is a team game, yeah, and each player what they do, if it uh, correlates with what uh, your other teammate wants to do, hmm. both of them are gonna look good. But if one has one idea, the other one has something else and they're both doing the like the opposite thing, yeah. both of them are not going to look good.
2: Do you, yeah. do you think the game has become more team-orientated? Like in 2019, do you think the game was more... I think if you look at the meta, it was more like, you know, self-skill individual expression with Aatrox and Jason and really and stuff. There's a lot more about counter matchups too. Yeah, right? for sure. Do you think the game's gotten to the point where you've been forced to learn the team game more because it's been levitating to more of a, a team-centric game?
1: I think so, yeah. I think, th- like... When you look at sports, uh, if you compare sports with the League of Legends, let's say League of Legends has been around for, for what now, 13 years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sports have been around for many, many, many years. Yeah, you know? 60, 70, 80. So just like in sports, individual skill at the start probably mattered a lot. Mm. And then people started to do more team stuff because it was more effective. Yeah, uh, Because, like, obviously, one plus one is two, right? Yeah. And then, but if you do something as a team, it can be multiplied instead. You know, you can yep. do... Five times five, and then it's 25. It's like much better than one plus one or five plus five, you know? Yeah. And I think that's the same with league now. People were much more stupid before in how to play together as a team. Mm-hmm. Because to start as a team in league is first, you need to not be so greedy and think about tempo. So when you base together, you're playing as a team already because you're doing something together. But let's say one guy is off tempo, then it's like harder to play as a team because yeah. one guy is desynced from you. Mm. So I think the game evolved. Mm-hmm. Uh, people figure out more strats. Obviously, the game is changing as well with patch because something because you're supposed to get gold to destroy the nexus, yeah. and uh, the most efficient way of getting gold now is different from before because in 2019 there were no plates. Yeah, so you couldn't make you didn't make slow play, plays uh, to choke people out uh, to take plates. Now, back then it was dives. Yep. 2019. It was when, yeah. uh, Wasn't that the meta FPX, where like yes. yeah
2: like a, a wave would stack, you dive bot and then you die and on the bounce you had to re-dive them yes. or you were screwed
0: yes, and it was exactly. just a
1: non-stop. Exactly, people didn't get punished for it as well you know, now I think the most optimal way of playing now is just choking people out, push pushing mid, sitting in fog, let your bot lane hit the tower, someone needs to come and cover, obviously if you see the enemy jungler you just dive them and then you base instantly or like take some plates base slow push back maybe gank or like make another slow push and dive again and take plates you know all the time you just take plates 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 back uh, and now but back then you just dove Mm. you're just diving and jungle was different jungle is always changing so it's like so many things that are getting changed you know Mm -hmm. and you have to optimize stuff in different patches but but i think in the end uh the game has evolved into a much more team oriented game than it was individual yeah Mm. and i think that that's Every player we have on here who,
0: you know, t- talks about the game, it used to be you'd talk about your role very specifically. Then, like when we started this podcast, like 2017, mostly people talked about their role. This is what I want to do. This is a mid laner. Now, every single person who comes on, when we talk about other roles, they're like, oh, yeah, I also need to understand how every other lane works. And that makes me a better player. And that's something that is significant and important. Yeah. Whereas in the back in the day, I feel like you used to be able to just get away with, this is how my lane works. This is what I need. I'm in my own lane. Yeah. Like yeah. season three, season four, season five. You're like, no, you didn't know. You didn't know how their lane works. Shit, they might not have known how their lane works, yeah. to be fair. There's yeah. kind of a wild west back then. It was a very different game. But I feel like now is there's this, you can't just understand mid lane if you want to be a top level mid laner. You can't just understand jungle if you want to be a top level jungle. You really need to have at least a baseline understanding of what everyone else needs to be doing or needs i think otherwise i just think the communication in game mm. is so hard if you know your top laner needs to catch that wave they have to catch that wave then you're not going to ask them a stupid question like hey can you come bot right now you know or if you know or you know what you're asking you're like hey i understand that i'm griefing you right now yeah. but i need your ass bot And then they hopefully would understand because they know your role. And they know how
2: doomed you are if you lose this massive stacked wave just to just roam bot, yeah. It's interesting. I wonder which direction the game will go in. Not to get too into the the weeds of it, but like in 13.6, there's like a a dragon nerf, you know? I think if objectives slowly start to get nerfed, you go regressing back into that individual style. But
0: I think that ultimately, you know, based on what, what you said, Leader, it's just like the variables of how you get gold are going to change. But ultimately, it's still going to be if if it becomes all about mid, let's say, for example, mm. then everyone's just aware of that and, like, everyone has to play around that. It's mm. never going to be, again, the way that it was Season 2, Season 3, where it was like, oh, Wicked Aurelia, you know, like one player on their signature champion completely dominating. Yeah. Um. Even though you had this great dominant game, it still also comes down to your mid laner, or your jungler rather, Covering living it. next to you, ready yeah. to fight, you know what I mean? Uh, like Which Champion is, specific, once again, I'm yeah, yeah. champion. You're, tra- I remember you're, you're
2: the classic support diff kind of player, you know, you're all in mid, support comes first, just open support yeah, gap, so yeah. I guess having someone like Hoon on your team must feel great. Like I feel like Kobe Hoon has just been probably one of the best bot lanes we've got in the league. Oh, they're just...
1: insane. They're consistent and they're really insane, I think, both of them. Yeah. But before we touch on them, I would like to add on to the, the Chovy and the lanes part, right? Mm-hmm. I watch his votes all the time, and... He, most of his votes is actually not about mid lane. He's either playing velvet support five games in a row or play, playing orn top lane or in something. Solo queue? Uh, yes, in solo queue. I'm like, I'm here to watch a mid lane or not a top mm. lane or support, you know. So so that's one thing. And the other thing is, just because it's a team-oriented game, so individual skill doesn't matter as much. So that's why you can see, I would say, Fnatic and Excel struggling so much, True. I think. Compared to SK, let's say. Because on paper, if you... Because uh, Excel m- members have played LEC and gone international uh, events much longer, much more. Mm. So individually they should be they better. should be better with all the experience, yeah, different players they played against. But SK is better because I think if you don't mesh well together as five players, you're going to struggle, no matter how you good you are individually. Because mm. mm-hmm. I don't know why people are looking down on humanoid. I'm like reading subreddit, for example, you know, all th- like Fnatic subreddit. I think it's really really funny.. <laughs> It's like the most extreme subreddit uh, subreddit, subreddit, there is. It's like yeah. always funny. And then yeah. I see that Humanoid should be gone. They need a more consistent mid laner. Like this is unplayable. But the guy is top mid laner. Yeah. He, In the
2: against Vitality, I think he was doing pretty well. Just yeah. everything around him was collapsing. Well,
1: and that's the thing, right? Is that like when a team is performing
0: or winning games, every more often than not, everyone on the team looks good. And when a team yeah. is losing games, everyone looks bad. Yeah. And you can either look bad in the way where you try to make plays so you look like an inner, or you can look bad where you do nothing because you can't really do anything mm. and then you look like you're doing yeah, nothing. Yeah,
2: having, having that mindset of like, this game is lost, let's just do this and see if we can like, maybe win, and then once you do it, you look even stupider because you lose faster. And then that, was like... <laughs> <laughs> that was me
1: against SK. That was me.
2: Just in to try and get back in the game Yeah, and then you get more flack for it, kind of. Yeah. Right?
0: Um, yeah I think one more thing on philosophy before we talk more about kind of Astralis and, and and how this process has been for you. Um how do you how do you kind of sell your League of Legends philosophy to your teammates? Cuz obviously you're a pretty unique player. You have a unique champion pool mostly centered around these a lot of these like high impact hmm. uh, assassins or skirmish heavy champions, rome heavy champions. You talked about it already, but like how do you get a new team on board with you? Cuz you talked about like it's really important that you mesh, but not only are you worrying about uh getting trying to mesh with new teammates. You're also, I think more often than not probably trying to sell them on The way that you want to play mid lane which isn't as simple as hey this is a good meta champion let's play the good you know this is what dlck is playing let's play this it's like more than that so how do you actually like get people on board with the way that you like to play
1: i mean i think they are probably already on board when they're trying to find a new mid lane or they kind of have to be on board because there's no better choice Mm -hmm. i guess and obviously i can see if i was from management perspective i can see the risk in me yeah but uh so I think they were on board already with me, they knew what they were getting yep. and obviously I have to perform as well, make mm-hmm. them trust in me with my gameplay, I think I did a good, uh, good job of that in scrims and whatnot, and explaining my thought process because I'm, I'm just not going to play the game brainlessly without knowing myself what I'm doing, you know, yeah. I tell my process, people can agree, people cannot agree, but I think uh, it works, you know, yeah. so, and it works because it's good. So there's not really much to sell, you know, as long as it works, you win games, uh, you get a lead and you're playing the game good. It's going to work. You know, it's not that hard, I would say. Mm. Let's say I was inting all the time, you know, then it would be another thing because obviously there are some suboptimal champions. I would say I picked one in the last game. Silas was more of a suboptimal champion, even though the situation was really, really good. Uh, But I think the other champions that I play... They're good, Mm -hmm. but people just don't, haven't really caught up on it that much or that fast yet, you know, just like Gragas has been broken for so long and people are playing Gragas mid lane now, you know, people take some time to pick up champions. Kled, all. G2 started playing it and now suddenly, wow, maybe the champion is actually not that bad. Yeah. Yeah. It just needs to... Malphite. Shit champ. <laughs> <laughs> that champion doesn't do anything. I think. L- literally, it doesn't do anything. Uh, it's legit just a troll pick uh, at this point. Is this
2: the point where it's like, you know, people tell you Greg has mid four weeks ago, and you're like, nah, it's ter- terrible, you know? And Caps has now played two malphite games, and in maybe a couple weeks you're like, wait, malphite's broken. Maybe you're in that
1: mindset, leader. Damn, you're you that's messed up. You're scared of you. <laughs> Uno I, mean, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know what to say. I think uh, <laughs> Malphite Malfight mid is troll. That's what right. mid is troll. But I think lane doesn't matter that much. But I what if it's troll. into Jace? Can be good. Can be good. Can also, be good. your team comp was full
2: AD when you picked Malphite.
1: Yeah. It was full AD. So it maybe
2: has maybe has scenarios. We'll see.
1: But was it really full AD though?
2: Um, well, I guess a slightly hybrid. I don't remember the full draft.
1: We had uh, Leona, Sejuani, so they had to choose mercs.
2: Mm. Mm-hmm. Was it just I double AD? I think you had like Renekton. Renekton, Aurelia,
1: Sejuani with Zaya and Leona. That yeah. was their comp. Yeah. And enemy's only tank was small fight. Mm-hmm. And let's say all of them go tank. Let's say the Jarvan goes tank as well. Mm-hmm. Then they Whereas only damage. Have, <laughs> they have two damage dealers.
2: Now. Yeah.
1: Okay, three. Ha
2: It's like the one up comp. It's like yes, we're full AD, but if you build armor, then you have no damage.
1: Yeah.
0: It's like. And they I have like to choose that. between Mercs and Tabis, this game. I mean, the second you pop off on Aurelia, just your life enemy team's life just becomes hell. They're yeah. like, Well, we can build zero damage and then Aurelia's just gonna lifesteal through everything and dunk on us, or we can build damage and then if we mess up once she's gonna one shot us. I heard the Yeah, I held back. <laughs>
2: nice, nice restraint. I love yeah, to hear it. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> um, I mean I think it's interesting because I just think that one of the things that is always going to make you exciting is You can call it Chovy. Maybe you can reference Doin B. But like you are bringing something unique to mid lane for better or for worse. You know, and we'll see in in like only in hindsight will we know 100% whether or not you're right. But like there's a world where in three months we're like, oh, damn, this dude was a prophet. Like this is how people should be playing mid lane. Or like he was the guy that actually figured out a lot of these picks that like pushed a lot of these picks in the meta. Or we'll look back and we'll be like, damn, you're a griefer. What are you doing?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's always if you're the victor, you're just or the win, not the champion, the yeah. winner, right? History is written by the winner, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so wh- whatever you do, if you win, you, you're going to be the one that has the game figured out uh, <laughs> because you're, you're winning. <laughs> mm. But right now, mid lane is not can, that kind of role, I would say. Yeah. I think right now it's all about bot lane yep. and how your jungler plays. So if your bot jungle is working well together and mid and top does the roles, you're going to win games. Mm doesn't matter what you pick in mid lane, I think.
2: <clears throat> is it concerning to you that, like, you look around the world, there's not many people playing, like Irelia really mid, or there's not many people playing things like Yasuo or, you know, Echo or whatever you want to play? I think in, like, for example, LCK, I guess there's, like, one player is closer who plays it. Maybe you've seen his Irelia games. But barring that, no one really touches it, blinds it, counters it. Does, it, does that concern you at all? You're just like, no, I know it's good.
1: Uh, the thing with Irelia is it's hard to play. You need confidence and you need your team on board with it, you know. That champion needs everyone because there are objectives in the game. And for Aurelia, the objective is every single wave. Every single wave is an objective because you're...
2: You have to queue onto it.
1: You have to queue onto it, Yeah, but you are really OP in the wave as well. So why not play towards that Aurelia? you know? <laughs> but I, I don't know what the reason LCK players are not playing. it. I think everyone wants to make the game as simple as possible for themselves. So there's yeah. less room for error. Mm. But I think in that sense, there's like uh the chance of winning can be lower as well in that way yeah
2: mm. i mean some some people play top right into like NAR and jace and things but yeah mid is just almost non-existent i
0: mean it always feels it feels it's volatile cool, you know what i mean and that's i think one of the things that again makes it so exciting but also i can see why teams one the immense skill that it takes to play the champion it's obviously a very unique champion um compared to victor right <laughs> Azir Azir like you actually have to learn there's like more skill with Azir Azir is a tricky champion I know that like has a pretty decent mastery curve but like Victor Yeah
2: Victor is just like about spacing really oh. that's kind of it's just like making sure you're Like
0: you still need to know what you're doing but like anyone <laughs> can pick up Victor and you know with yeah. 3 items and do something in a team fight. Well mm. they play perfectly no. But
1: yeah just you know press R on Victor the... you're never going to be the main reason you win the games I think. You on can't Victor, be. You cannot no. be the main reason. The enemy team there. can
0: be if they like five man into your Stand.
1: exactly exactly right if they play into your condition sure but you're yeah. not you cannot create a condition for yourself on this champion yeah. that's the thing azir you can yeah that's azir, why i like this azir. shuffle yeah, yeah, yeah i like azir
2: with ignite like? electrocute electrocute <laughs> <laughs> i played it in, it
0: in champions queue a few days ago
1: with ignite electrocute yeah <laughs> you haven't changed <laughs> <laughs> but what can i do enemy locked in ezreal mid lane <laughs> so you have to kill him <laughs> to have, sounds it. like Champions queue is going well by the way this is real mid lane i, I look in azir enemy mid locks in ezreal so how can i take it serious as well <laughs> So That's a little bit hypocritical because I lock in champions that gives mid laners the worst practice <laughs> Give me an example Zed, yeah. I just blind pick Zed in champions queue and oh. then enemy uh, anyway, mid, are you gonna blind pick Zed in LEC as well? They write to me and Niski locked in Fizz and he was actually not good on it <laughs> Surprisingly.
2: But, you, but what happens when you play Mad Lions and blind pick Zed and Nisky's sitting there like, oh wait, he actually did <laughs> No, I
1: will, I will I think. I, I think when people write this stuff it actually means they're scared of this stuff as well. At the same time, they're worried.
2: So their coping mechanism is counter-trolling? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, like, yeah.
0: like picking Azir with the electrocuting yes. knife. It, yes. <laughs> it
1: is It is absolutely the classic cope.
0: Is the, you wouldn't pick this in a real yeah, game. I told you it exists. It, in it, yeah. <laughs> this is, I've heard this from every pro player. It's like, what do you do when G2 picks troll champs? You know, they wouldn't pick this on stage, blah, exactly. blah, blah. And, and it's then, like, yeah, bro, you're 0-4. I think that uh, <laughs> yeah. might be a cope angle, but not a analysis angle. The there. cope
2: there. angle goes to in-game as well, because like when they're playing super far up, in the lane and they're like threatening to all in you non-stop they're like yeah you wouldn't play like this on yes, stage yes.
1: <laughs> yes yes. people that get stomped say this usually if they're getting beaten up they say you're not gonna do this like what is wrong with this what is he doing is he gonna play like this on stage are you gonna play like this yeah I can imagine whoever scrimmed BDS
2: with the scion and they dove bot level 1 with the scion taking your camps. they're probably like yeah they'd never do that on stage they'd never do do it good on job stage. getting
1: scrim LP or something that's what they would say good job getting yeah. scrim LP <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're climbing
2: the ladder and then you go on stage and wow what a game
1: yeah, yeah.
0: scrim LP. Love to see it. Uh, I want to talk about the BDS game in a moment. But yeah, let's talk more about the team. Your bot lane, obviously super cracked. Finn has been stepping up. We heard a lot last season about how he's this like great leadership personality. And now you and 113 learning to work together uh, as, a, as a duo. My favorite stat from the weekend that you helped us find before the podcast started is that he spent more... Th- <laughs> he spent... He had 60% jungle proximity, 67% jungle proximity in your Koi game, 61% in your G2 60% game.
2: 60% jungle proximity. Which is...
0: For the record, unheard of. Junglers are usually in the 40s. Uh, it's just time you spend near any ally. But <clears> seems like you guys... You said bot is important, you know? It seems like you guys are the main... The primary duo lane. You guys are like
1: living
2: together. Bot is the treasure chest, but yeah. leader is the key. What? And you just unlock him and he'll roam bot.
1: And I'm the treasure hunter, so... And
2: he's, his name in lead is, is a treasure hunter in solo queue. So he's like... A, you're like a pirate.
1: But think about it this way. <laughs> Let's say we're playing th- towards mid... Yeah, And my bot lane has a bad matchup. I have a good matchup. I can either help them relieve pressure by going to that lane, mm. or I can force enemy support to come to my lane. Ah. Oh, That's a, one way of relieving pressure. This is, this we're is playing an... towards my condition. Hmm. Because my condition is I better. See. So the they lane.
2: can use their pushing
0: lane to come mid to stop you. Exactly. Or they can use their pushing lane to punish bot, but then you can roam down.
1: Exactly. I like mm.
0: it. So how are you liking? So the team environment, how's everything going? You like, Once again, you were kind of getting hot dropped in. Yeah. How much time have you had to practice with the team? How much like... how Fragment twist. Did
2: did (laughs) you get a PK on drop? (laughs) Or are we just sitting here with 30-30s on the drop?
1: 30-30. At the start. At the start. But how are you doing now? You good? Much better now. I think uh, people didn't have the time to uh, remove their stress from the previous split, Mm -hmm. tension here and there. You you know how it is on losing teams, especially with this format. You have nine games, lose four or five almost over instantly. They started off 0-5, already giga stressed. Uh people are worrying about their careers, whatnot, which is fair enough, uh, fair as well, you know, because yep. I think uh Finn as well is on like on thin ice, you know? Yeah, yeah because he's getting a lot of criticism here and there. So he's obviously like I can see the stress in I could see the stress that he had before as well. But now we talked it through. I was there for one week before LEC because uh Kobe was at home I was mm-hmm. at home as well and yeah. the other 3 were at the gaming house Yeah um we screamed DRL at the start when we joined in because no LEC team was screaming really. We won those obviously. And then when Lc streams scream started, we were getting fisted by everyone. Like it was crazy. Like <laughs> I think the only way, like we won one game where we backdoored kind of, you know, where <laughs> like with Harold, like they did one misplay and we were like, stop, stop their base, stop their base. I TP on the Harold and we tried to end, you know, and then we're like dying. Oh, the stat line in that game, 9 to 31. <laughs> that was the stat line. So, you know, it was a complete fistash like in mid lane, everywhere. <laughs> We won that (laughs) game. Obviously, scrims were still going shit, uh, but we got into the house, we talked it out. Uh, The psychologist, the sports psychologist, helped us out, you know, as Mm -hmm. well. We talked through it together. We fixed our problems, our differences that we had from the last split. And uh, now it's kind of a new beginning. Mm -hmm. It's a new beginning. Uh, But the thing is, we need some more time. Yeah. Uh the ga- the way Astralis was playing last pit was through bot lane mm-hmm. because that's where the condition was. Uh boom or like 113 was going through bot side all the time. So me and him were actually the worst mid jungle I would say in uh, in whole LEC uh, in the scrim week that we were scrimming. But I think now we're like probably the best mid jungle together, playing together in mm-hmm. you know what okay. we want. Okay. But obviously there's more stuff we can fix. Yeah. So if we like if just give us more time, and I think we'll be more consistent. Yeah. Do you feel I mean this the thing is is like you don't as you highlighted you don't
0: have a ton of time but it sounds like you saw pretty immense improvement in that first week are you confident well, you sure. can like keep up that rate of improvement because usually in my experience some of the basic stuff is really easy to figure out mm-hmm. but as you want to go into more and more complex ideas or like the deeper you go into improvement it's really easy to get from like F to C Really hard to get from like C to A or, or whatever, however you want to rank That it.
1: depends on the individual, I would say. Mm-hmm. If you're getting along well, it's really, really easy to rank up, like you said, yeah. really, really fast. As long as people are as one unit nice, and they agree on each other. And right now we are. We are one unit. We're listening yeah. to each other. We are on the same kind of uh, ideas of how we want to play the game. And nobody's complaining. There's no tension whatsoever, you know. And this is like a really, really good team environment. Nice. Obviously, winning helps as well. Against yeah, Vito, yeah. I mean, if course. you guys had an
0: 03 week, this might have been
1: a very different podcast. Maybe. I, I don't know. True. Be- because the environment was good, no matter what. That mm-hmm. absolutely felt like, even if we lost, I feel like it wouldn't have different, uh, made that big of a difference. Mm-hmm. Because we were doing a lot of stuff outside of game with the time we had. So we bonded well. What do you guys bond over? Yeah, I was going to say, what you, yeah, what's, what's the, you know what's the secret? What's the Astral secret to camaraderie and brotherhood? Walking to dinners and eating dinners. It's so simple, but it's so OP. Just nice. the time that mm. you just walk together, talk, and then sit down and eat on the same table mm. together and talk to each other. I think that actually makes a big difference in how t- teams work. Nice. You're just doing something. Sure. Are you guys all in the same gaming house? Are you like all yes. living together? You're sitting to- next to each other and nice. living in the same house. Yeah. No. I'm- it helps.
2: I think the amount of times we've heard like environment is just everything. I feel environment like every is the podcast, story of this year. I mean, is.
1: it is, it's weird
0: how consistently we're seeing this, but I mean, we have two reminders right now in terms of Fanatic and Excel that like, if people aren't getting along, no matter how good you are on paper, it can just look like a mess. Yeah. Um, and SK, the initial poster child of if the environment is good and the pieces are, you know, solid or have potential, mm-hmm. you can really make something great. Yeah. I Individual wonder if- skill goes up a sort.
1: Yep. If you have a good environment.
2: Yeah, mm. yeah. no, I wonder if that's a Western thing. Because I look at like the Eastern teams and it's oftentimes you don't see teams like that just flop where you have big names on it. I guess the, the example could be like Nongshim last year where they had like Kana and BDD and Ghost who just came off the back of winning worlds and stuff and they struggled. But it seems consistent that the teams who have the big names are still winning. You know, whereas if you look at Fnatic, you have Wunder, you have Reckless, you have Humanoid, of the back of these insane world's performances, if the environment's bad or you just don't mesh well together, it just falls
1: apart. I think uh, the structure in coaching in Eastern teams is different as well from Western. I think uh, we have more of a chill approach to stuff here. We let players do whatever they want to individually. So it's more on the players to get along and mesh well and all of that more than it is. Looking at uh, videos and stuff, the Eastern coaches has a lot to say. The Eastern co- coaches can go crazy if they, they want to on the player. They will scold the sh out of you. Yes, you know? exactly. They can flame you. They can do whatever. If you get, f- if a coach flames you now in EU or even in NA, if someone like brings up their tone a little bit, they're gonna get benched. Mm. Either it's the coach or the players. Mm. Mm. It just that, it, it's so true. everyone is scared in a way as well, you know, to take some <clears> Take <throat> <clears throat> leadership some authority. authority. Exactly authority. So. That's that. Le- yeah. Leadership.
2: Interesting. Yeah. Western. I don't know. I, don't, I haven't seen all Western coaches. I can't speak on behalf of all of them, but I feel like the players maybe in the West are a little bit more sensitive or, you know,
0: I don't want to say about sensitivity. I think that like, I mean, I think that one, I just want to acknowledge before we go any further that none of us are an expert We're speaking on Korean yeah. or Chinese culture. Or internal scrims. We get what we get from talking to players, from talking to coaches. So uh, there probably will be some assumptions made here. And just don't want to say that these are just our reads. Definitely Mm. not any sweeping conclusions. Um, But I think that we've heard a lot over the years about cultural differences. A lot more uh, in terms of like there's I know age hierarchy is obviously very important. And positional hierarchy is very important in Korea. And it feels like a much more cultural thing than it is here. Whereas like at least from American culture perspective, which I can't speak on. Because obviously that's where I grew up. It's like everyone's their own. Special flower and like, you know, you don't have to just follow authority for authority's sake. And like, while that has a lot of positive things. It doesn't exactly set you up to be in a hierarchical environment in the same way that like maybe a Korean uh, (coughs) esports team is organized. It just makes more
1: individuality. I think in team, if you think like that, like you're not meshed, you're not connecting. You're
2: less of a unit in a way, because like, I think, yeah, in the Eastern culture. From what I've seen from like the behind the scenes, it's like the five players respect the coach so much and so no matter what the coach
0: direction chooses, they all follow that direction. Yeah. And even if they like blindly don't you know? like the guy, like that's just the structure. I and mean, that's the structure that they have signed on for. And so whether that's a cultural thing or whether that's like they have a team agreement, mm. it seems that those teams are good at following that. But
2: I think respect can be built upon flaming, you know, like if the coach comes to you and says like with, and he's correct, you know, and he says, it like needs to you, be correct. That's the thing. Yeah, And he's correct. And he says like, you entered here so badly. Don't ever do this again. Mm-hmm. You know? You, you in the moment you feel bad but afterwards you feel quite thankful that you know someone's actually like right behind you just looking at your every move in a way
0: i mean i'm not i'm not i think different people take feedback in different ways i don't yeah. think the answer is hey coaches flame your start, players start but be players. right you know <laughs> yeah. what i mean like some players need hard feedback for it to yeah. get through to them in the sense that i think like some players need to be told get your head out of your ass and some players need it to be like you know, softer. like softer and gently fed to them. And I don't think there's a one size yeah, fits it's, all approach it's about reading the, the person. I Once suppose.
1: again, it all comes from how you grew up as well, because like yeah. we said, Eastern culture, different than Western age hierarchy, all of that stuff. So when someone says something to you, you will take it uh, more seriously as well. You know, Yeah. I mm. asked Jong actually, how, how would the coach react in this situation? Not happy, he said. Yeah. not not happy
2: <laughs> yeah i was doing an uh i was doing an interview with Bo, and yeah. uh i was talking to him about like coaching structure in the lpl yeah and i was like so talk to me about like how is scrims going how is the coach and stuff like this and he said uh, scrims are going good uh but sometimes the games have over 20 kills and i was like is that bad and he's like yeah if i was on fpx and the games had over 20 kills coach would like get really mad at me and like get really pissed and i would get a lot of backlash and i was like really and he's like yeah but here huh. i think it's just how scrims work and i was like Cool.
0: Fair. I wonder if that's just because if there's more than 20 kills, you know the scrim is like super volatile and like not good practice. Yeah, he
2: actually translated the word, word for word, he translated. I was like, what would the coach do? And he just wrote scolding. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah, he just wrote it in the old chat just to try and like figure out. He was trying to say the word. So he just yeah, wrote yeah, it and yeah, said, yeah. and I, I was mean, like, no, no shame. You scolding. You He's like, yeah. And I was like, yeah. wow, okay.
1: <laughs> but I think that's from team to team as well because we scrimmed LNG, uh, like the McDonald's team in 20. Oh, yeah. 20 it wasn't 21.
2: it EDG you scrimmed? We
1: scrimmed EDG. Oh. Oh, wait, I forgot, about, I forgot this, about the McDonald's the team. I McDonald's forgot team. you
0: and Mickey X, band of brothers,
2: dude. So, so dude. that's for context. It was you, Wunder, yes. Mickey
1: X. Those were the three all the time. And then the ADCs were between Kobe and Sven. Yep. Those were the two ADCs. And jungle was Maxler some games, Skeen some games, Pride Soldier some games. So,
2: this was a team who, during the 2021 World Championship in Iceland... You were scrimming some of the eastern teams because they couldn't get scrims in, from western teams.
1: Exactly, and uh, I was talking to Nelson at that time, and mm-hmm. I asked Nelson, "Like, can you like if someone needs scrims, like we're down? We want to practice. Yeah, we're down. You know, like for fun, and we scrimmed LNG
2: with with uh, Doimby and Ale, or Was this the Icon roster? The icon, icon roster. roster Tarzan. Tarzan Icon. Yeah,
1: those were some bloody games. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen this many remakes as well in one game, like in one scrim block, and this many bloody games it was so bloody like so when I hear this like scolding and like many kills games like it feels like it's like uh, philosophy from team yeah. to team LPL as well you know yeah. how they play how did those scrims or, or you're getting or, or they got a lot of scoldings in that day of scrim <laughs> yeah walks. maybe maybe yeah. one day before world championship and then you you, you go the bloodiest I games mean maybe right.
2: that's why they got knocked out in groups did they get knocked out in, they did get knocked out in groups it was Mad Lions group wasn't it with Team yeah. Liquid and uh, yeah. and um.
0: I oh I know Is that Gen-G. I heard and you can tell me if I'm wrong here but I heard the McDonald's team had some pretty good scrim records against international teams.
1: We had honestly for the team that we brought together just randomly I think it's pretty good scrim record even though it's in the negatives yeah it's still good because Did, we took some 2 to 3 games from each te- each team you know and maybe we played like 7 games with remakes included.
2: Yeah didn't you beat EDG as well in some of those games, games just before them. the finals?
1: Yeah, we beat two two times uh, EDG. We made them FF once at minute six or like four or something fast, and then we won one game as well in a good game, and then we lost four, I think, against them.
2: Yeah, I remember you sent me the vod of the game, and I watched it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the Yasuo game.
1: Exactly. I mean, it was it was fun, and the team was good. Look, yeah. five five good players. Yeah. We were having fun. It was really really fun. Yeah. But That's the thing the thing with LNG was. Ale was a psychopath. <laughs> okay. It was a complete psychopath. Yeah. That guy was 0-10, but he would split push like he was 20. <laughs> and he felt like he was 20-0 as well at the same time. It was crazy. So he
2: never got a reality check?
1: No. He he was running it and 1v9 at the same
0: time.
2: Uh, so it worked. You know, he he's did? 0-10, running it down the side lanes, pulling two or three. Oh, I of forgot you.
1: that that was the Ale roster too. It was like
2: Ale or Bust. Ale Ale was, yeah, Ale was a big carry on that roster.
1: He was, yeah. He was good. Like, he was inting, but he was good at the same time, you know, so Obviously, it's a good player.
2: Yeah, did you learn something from those scrims, you know? Was it like, as much as they were bloody, you are playing against some of the best players in the world. Was the lane phase, you know, did you enjoy it? I mean... No. <laughs> lane phase wasn't that 50 hard. 50 kills.
1: <laughs> lane phase wasn't that hard. Yeah. I think...
2: Uh, against, I mean, Scout got World's MVP, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I struggled more against Icon than Scout. Okay. I don't know why, maybe because Icon is a psychopath in scrims as well. <laughs> yeah. But... Uh, or maybe because the roster was different as well. Or, and my matchups was, were not, not it as well, I would say. They were the ones that I was playing. Uh, but it's hard to say. Yeah. But Icon, I struggled more against him. Yeah. Th- yeah, Than Scout for sure. <coughs> well,
2: um, LNG have Doimy now. No, Doyme, uh stopped actually. LNG have a completely different... LNG have Scout.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Come full circle. Ah, it
2: comes for a circle. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Um, bringing it back for a quick second. I'm glad that like, you know, speculation about how eastern team environments or specifically korean and chinese team environments work aside bring it back i've to... gone on one of
2: my rents again haven't i
0: bro you're fine i think it's good content we'll find out later when people go why does will keep talking about random stuff or we'll find out when people go why does dracos keep interrupting kajal talking about random stuff <laughs> bring it back to week one obviously a sick week obviously all those dinners and walking together paid off lovely you know Calibre you bro. beat koi you beat g2 who coming into the season you would have said we're both clearly top three, top four teams because that's where they finished, right? Yeah. G2, I think, still looking potentially like number one, uh, although you beat them pretty handily. Then you lost to SK. That game was rough. I thought for sure it was the 3-0. So what actually happened in the SK game? Because like the G2 game, oh, it's a montage. Your first game was also kind of a montage.
1: It was looking good. Yeah. So what happened in game three? Uh, I think that's a result of not enough scrims. Not enough time together, honestly. And the... not figuring out the, the correct champions, I would say, and mm. just misplaying, not mm. being able to put our ideas uh, into practice for long enough. Because let's say it was in, uh, if we joined together for, and scrimmed for, one, for mo- one month, I think we would have played it better and probably won. But then again, I don't know. Maybe we would have lost against G2 then. Who knows, you know? Yeah. Like, well, whatever happened, happened. I'm like happy we lost that SK game. I think it gave us uh, a lot of good points compared to the ones that we won. Uh, so I'm happy with this loss. I appreciate that loss.
2: Thanks for, thanks for stomping us.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we, they didn't stomp us. We stomped ourselves. Mm. We, they didn't do anything that game.
2: Yeah, Markun was like, he got so many kills <laughs> on Lee Sin.
1: Yeah, I think we spoon fed him a little bit. Yeah. Because the game was actually really, really over in early game when he lost his flash. Mm-hmm. If we just stop there, I take my base, I come back, and then we play. The game just auto ends, I think, slowly. Because... We're playing a mid mid-jung- Silas, mid jungle heavy champion. And when Naleeson is running around the map with a gore drinker to my vice.
2: Kindle gem. Kindle gems, something.
1: two Kindle gems or whatever it was and some long swords. We have a fat issue. I think game <laughs> <laughs> is that what you it's said, hard. Is that what you said in the comms as well,
2: guys? Leeson's 5-0, we got a fat uh, issue.
1: <laughs> I, I don't know what I said. I said, don't commit anymore. <laughs> go somewhere else, don't commit, I said. He's
2: like, I can't go anywhere else. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was an issue. So we slowly lost that game, mm, but it happens. Yeah, I mean,
2: sk 30, they're like one of our top teams now, yeah. next to Vitality. And I think Perk said on PGL, he was like, yeah, their mid-jungle is pretty damn good. Here's,
0: here's my question then. I'll just kind of, we're going to skip around a little bit. Who are actually the top four teams in LEC right now, in your perspective?
1: Mm. Excluding G2 yourself. Sh- uh, I'm not allowed to put myself in no. top four. No, you can no. put yourself in I mean, in top yeah, four. okay. I you oh, you put just put have to defend it. I mean, but, obviously Astralis, yeah. G2 and then it becomes hard i would say that's where it becomes hard a strong no g2 and then it becomes hard oh actually vitality okay. okay there now, you go now it becomes hard okay so you've got teams that's like that's a little bit more plausible yeah.
2: so you've got like teams like sk on the rise mad and coy you know XL's revamp their roster if we but get the, doesn't if we get the standings up when you get sk
1: is going to get outscaled
2: sk is going to get outscaled yeah
1: they're going to get outscaled i think
2: yeah but they were so close to making it yeah but they're still going to get outscaled. in the best of 5 it was 5 game series wasn't it so yeah. In, uh, in winter. But they're still going to get outscaled, you reckon?
1: Yeah, they're not a proactive team. I think non-proactive teams are for sure going to get outscaled sooner or later. Okay. That's what they
2: And then you've got uh, BDS, Koi. Ooh,
1: I think Koi will scale better. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they did in winter. I think they're going to scale better. Like they have... Or will they? Will they? See, they, this is the so hardest part so me. Let me, let me for quote me. something let, about let me... Koi. Are you ready for this? Okay. Okay, Koi
2: Larson on Reddit. Yeah. Right? Uh, interview by esports.gg. Yeah. E-sports. We are playing very poorly. We have a lot to worry about. We need to improve a lot of things because we are very bad.
0: Nice. Yeah. So
2: he obviously thinks they've got a lot of problems. Well, yeah. I...
0: Because the thing is, is normally coming into the season, I was pretty ready to be like, okay, G2 clear number one. Everyone can say that. Pretty easy. Pretty fat gap between them and Mad in the finals. But then it's like Mad-Coy. And then when Vitality showed up, oh, but then we watched this week play out and uh, it is just best of ones. But Coy and Mad do not look like teams that will uh be clean enough to make it the best of five and again just best of ones but it's like i think it's really hard to figure out who's top four g2 number one vitality looking also very good you know astralis i'm skeptical you're gonna have to make me believe it as we yeah, go forward even enough. though you had a great week and you did beat g2 pretty <clears throat> decisively um i'll need to see more i'll need to see some silas games where it does you know come together where you you do stop? Where said, you annuals do hit.
1: Yeah, no, you do stop. <laughs> after I missed? You get the leeson. <laughs> Those point. went on
2: mid when you getting to uh, the with the values. I'm
1: happy it missed because I think if I think leeson was around.
2: <laughs> yeah, I can't remember exactly, but I saw it go a little think, bit wide.
1: I think Pike used his hook there as well. No, was it when Pike came in? I
2: wouldn't be able to tell you, yeah. but I just saw it go
1: wide. Yeah, I remember after the game we said I'm happy with Mister Skillshots there because we will we have got go triple kill. <laughs> We're going to get triple kill there if something <laughs> hits. Leeson
2: would have more than just a gore drinker. Yes, then. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes,
1: yes. So yeah so because to me i think
0: right now i think sk it's long run top four i'm also kind of waiting to see how far they will go it's interesting to hear you refer to them as like a not super proactive team but i can definitely see why so for me right now it's vitality g2 are the teams that i kind of like believe in and everything after that is a mess now i think astralis and sk are both kind of front runners to fight into that top four Mm. but league's in a weird spot man
2: it is and i saw this post um I don't want to go too off topic again, but it was like, if Mad Lions finish ninth, there's a chance that they're our second team at MSI because of the way championship points work. So they
0: get 10 points for being ninth, five points for being 10th, yeah, and they obviously get a they ton of second. points for getting second in the, in the previous So if split. a team
2: like Vitality gets to the best of five or something and they go to a five-game series or something, there's still a chance Mad Lions... There,
0: if, if we basically like invert the standings from the previous yeah split but g2 still win
2: yeah the other teams have to get quite
0: high up then they if, could if mad like ahead. make top six still that's like an insane circumstance yeah but
1: still possible kind of a meme but funny yeah. i like it it's um, kind of funny can Australia's go to msa you have yeah. to win the you split? Have to win the split second place is not enough I you actually second
0: place i mean I it depends you guys did
1: get a good amount we of we points 60 points year. or i thing. you can you
0: oh
2: can. yeah, yeah you can. if you get second i think you'll make
1: it
0: okay just depends on where mad finishes yeah, Mad, Mad and Coy are your biggest contenders because they yeah. finished second and third. But it's all points game at that point, so just get the most points and you go. Okay. MSI in London.
1: I would prefer going to an international event. I'm, I'm not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> it would be nice though. Yeah, I have a good track record against international players in scrims. Yeah. So you've
2: got Team McDonald's, was there any other time you played against international teams?
1: Was there? I don't remember. I just love it. it's called Team McDonald's.
0: It's such an epic
2: Sponsorship mean. opportunity. Is say. it going to be Burger King next time? Could be Burger King. <laughs>
1: uh, people are stealing that though. Like, they were trying to take my crown. I was the inventor of Team McDonald's, obviously. But people are saying, like, taking my captain role for some reason, even though I was still on Team McDonald's. Yeah. Like, You're
0: on I, Team Astralis now, dude. You got to no, let it go. Okay, yeah, I mean, gotta I, gotta gave let
1: it, go. I gave it to Promiscue on Twitter. I gave him, I gave him my hat. That's <laughs> the you crown. Yeah. You just the gave crown. him the crown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After he made an insane play. On, if
0: anyone from McDonald's <laughs> is watching, and wants to send us some worker uniform McDonald's hats, we will put them to good use.
2: Yeah. We know exactly how to yeah, well, this just sign is, we a could small great five players that are knocked out of Worlds, make yeah. some content, yeah. get them in the World Championship, them up every
0: stage we could invite players on who'd been eliminated and make them wear the mcdonald's <laughs> hat for the entire podcast episode like, is it it's not really it
2: feels like it's a dunce hat but it's not really because you're it's actually the, such a so because like
0: people who work at mcdonald's did nothing to receive your flame it's you just become I mean? a meme it's just become a meme uh anyway speaking of memes right now uh oh yankos elo held oh yeah this is my so, these are my statements. You can let me know if you agree or disagree based on week one. Jankos is ELO held. That's my statement. Do you agree or disagree? I haven't watched a
1: single Heretics game. Spoiler, Damn. but I, he's ELO I held. think, <laughs> think, think he is ELO held. Though. I think yeah. their bot lane is underperforming really, really heavily. Yep, and I think the others are not participating in a game actively as well. So it's only Jankos that is. I think Jankos has always been a reactive jungler. Yep, but it's hard to react to what's going on in the other lanes, I would say it's okay yeah Yeah. i agree i think like jack specter
0: has been struggling he struggled through most of winter and the the struggle has continued through bot lane changes etc and now i think evie has really strong moments but they're almost always counterbalanced by moments where he's trindamere eeing in for no reason or flashing the wrong way um you know and that's just like when multiple lanes are struggling I just feel like your job is impossible. Yeah. Like sure, one yeah. lane, one lane can struggle, but if you're going
1: to, if two lanes struggle, you just can't play the game.
2: <clears throat> yeah. Did you see the BDS Heretics game with Adam Sion where he... It was
1: right after my game, after my loss. Mm. I had like uh, 1v1 content, I think. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. So I didn't see yeah. much, but I saw in the replay, he was level two to level seven. Mm. Yep.
2: Level 12 to level 17. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> as well. But somehow he won.
2: <laughs> yeah, he won. It was just bot Topped. lane. Yeah. It was just bot lane? Yeah. Just bot lane carrying really.
1: And, uh, yeah. Shio is playing bot side. I mean, BDS bot lane is playing good. Yeah. They're carrying every game, I think. You know. Crownie LeBron popping. Yeah, they are. My, my ex-teammates. They're taking some responsibility. Yeah. Team, which team are you on with them? Vitality. Vitality. Oh, yeah, of
2: course. Yeah, I know. Eleven zero five on Zeri, 7-1 on Zaya, yeah. Crownie's been yeah, carrying the finish line. Yeah. Also,
0: favorite game I've gotten a cast of League of Legends in a
1: very long time. Not oh ours? Your, your games were, were fun. There was yeah. a Scion. Did you see the early game? There was a sign that went bot to Followed, dive, teleported no, 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 the no. cancel. Followed
0: the Vi, mm-hmm. for leashed three, all three camps. jungle camps. Oh, he leashed. He leashed. leashed all three camps. Then they went for bot dive. They went for bot dive. Every TP. Baited, baited the Gragas TP out. Okay. Right, and then he wanted to TP back top lane to catch the wave. Essentially, meaning this whole play cost him like two creeps. Fresh cancels the TP, so it's instantly turbo doomed. Yeah, absolutely as doomed as humanly yeah, possible. Yeah. <laughs> they run him down. He's like ten percent HP in a bush. Yeah, cage. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But then Thresh like completely whiffs everything on zombie Scion and dies to Scion passive. As Shio is going mid. At level two wit flash up. As Shio goes mid, queues in, gets the hit onto his ear, and they kill his ear mid lane. So it should have just been completely doomed because Gragas is just like so far ahead at this point. But they get two kills.
2: Mm. Because the information they have is Vi is just showing bot, right? Scion's there, they cancel the TP. Then Vi ganks mid from bot side and he dies to it. Despite seeing him on bot side, for example, right? Yeah. And then the Scion, despite being free kill, all you have to do is flay the passive.
0: Yeah. The mist, he whiffs the flay and then, and then, then he tries dies. to walk some
1: nerves down
0: so, around the tower, but because he walks down instead of just continuing yeah. to walk away, yeah. Scion is just in range long enough to finish the last it was, auto. Innovation. It was a wild game. I
1: need to watch that game. This I is think. it sounds yes, really funny, that so game. Good. It was wild. Only the
0: first after that is kind of just a mess. But And the problem is Yankos
2: lost his bot camps, so now he has to split the map, kind of. And then Vi kept playing, taking a second them up respawn.
1: He's playing against Sion Gragas yeah, matchup, yeah, yeah. which is yeah. not the win condition. No, no. Actually, really, really good play from. I mean, they should have lane swapped. Yeah. Yeah, I have. mean,
0: it was almost flawless. Like you can see that prepped level one was really smart. Right up until the TP yeah. gets cancelled. I mean, canceled. BDS should have lane swapped their bot on second what, red What
1: buff. was BDS comp if you remember? It was Sion. Aphelio- oh, BDS comp was Sion,
2: Victor, Vi, Victor, Victor, Zairacon, and they were yeah. up against Thresh bot lane with Wukong Azir and Gregas.
1: I think um, many teams should drop Aphelios Thresh they shouldn't be playing Aphelios Thresh I think Agreed. I think you need to be really really good at both lane and really be really good as a team to play Aphelios Thresh yeah, Zyra Khan just looks so broken it is really OP it's winning losing ga- like losing lanes like, I think Koberch once as well in our game against G2 where he got uh, <laughs> grenaded on his head by Mickey and into a <laughs> trap combo when he shouldn't die there Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still he was broken Yeah. that champion is just busted right now I think right now that the thing about, like, really good
0: Aphraeus things we talked about, like, you can you can see some of them in LPL. It's, like, you have to be really good at your setups. You have to be yeah. really good at your gun timings. You have to be good at both the champions, the duo, and your team has to be ready to play around them. Otherwise, it's, like, why not play Zyra You yes. get an AD who can get lane prio, an AD who has built-in safety, and an engaged champion in a region where, like, surprise, like, everyone has been playing engaged champions since the dawn of time in this region and yeah. they've always been good it's
2: classic eu top when it's like carry top laners of jace and then the one yeah. team just is like what if we just go orn and then they pick orn and they just team fight drake and they win the game and it's like ah you baby
1: i can tell you why people don't want to play zerek that much and that's because it loses lane against a it loses lane against that it loses uh, but leveled. i'm you just gonna say it, you, fresh hard. is a
0: shit champion he got buffed i know he got buffed i know he's a little bit better but like if you're not ahead what does this champion do
1: I like that Dracos because I've always hated having a Thresh in my team. Because <laughs> I love Thresh. In season three, I, I, I love Thresh.
0: <laughs> I love... Th- Thresh was great. But the problem is, in the world of Rakan and Rel and these engaged champions, or like, you know, Lulu, whatever, it's like, this champion is... To me, the snowball support. Uh, it's, it's funny.
2: I saw like an LCK and LPL game because his Q cooldown got like buffed. It's yeah, reduced. Yeah, yeah. Like he hits a hook on the Scion or Gregas, who's face checking. Like pull, pull. Then one second later, he hits a hook again. Pull, pull. No one can engage. He's just constantly hooking this Gregas as they're trying to get into river, and
0: yeah. then they just get yeah. engaged and die. It was kind of funny. Uh, uh, when you get set up first <clears throat> and you can
1: hook from Fog of War, great. When you ever have to try to engage with a Thresh, th- that's the thing. Thresh is a one mistake doomed champion. I think behind in tempo game is. Many, many times harder. And I never liked Thresh. But the thing is, Thresh was always terrorizing like drafts. Always. We have to ban this champion one, two, three. But what if they pick Thresh here? What if they pick Thresh here? So many broken combos they can go. Jinx, Aphelios, Mm -hmm. all of that. It does enable... Like that's the strongest part about it, right? Is that like there's... The hyper carries in the game
0: when they're good are so strong that just giving them an extra summoner spell in the form of a lantern basically is like worth this champion. What if
1: enemy jungler decides to gank you? you mm-hmm. just and you just die on the bad timer and now your game is over. So you have to be really really good on the champion and about bot in general, I think. Mm. Yeah. I have you have to play lantern and stuff yeah. like this. I'm with you. Yeah.
2: Um moving on. Yeah. From Heretics, another team that's struggling. I think no stranger to anyone is Fnatic. Fnatic. Fnatic.
0: Um yeah, yeah hard, I mean like on the one hand obviously for many people this feels like the continuation of the same exact uh, car crash or train wreck that you saw. But just remember that there are new players here, and I feel really bad for the players as well. Because, like you said, this this subreddit is like like we can ruthless. meme it, we can have fun, but this, this subreddit is ruthless, and especially for like Advian and Oscarin, you know, like Oscarinin. Oscarinin. Just call him Oscar. It's okay. I'm gonna call him Oscar. Yeah. Um, like that sucks. Yeah. That's cursed because it's not like this is clearly not. I mean, there maybe there are some individual levels, but this is never the team that I think in this circumstance anyone would want to debut on. Three years ago, you tell a player they get a debut on Fnatic, great. Right now, this split, you tell a player they're debuting on Fnatic, it feels like a death sentence, it is. and that really sucks.
2: Yeah, it could be career-ending. Like if you if you play bad in the LEC, especially like the top and support coming in as rookies, they have a bad split, and whether it's maybe fault of their own or fault of the actual environment that they're in or the the deep end that they've been thrown in, that's it. You know, that's
1: that's what you'll be remembered for. I think. Uh... Being a rookie and being thrown into spring split from winter split in an already struggling team with so many expectations just because your name is fanatic, and i th- I just feel bad for Eden. You know? mm-hmm. I think it's hard for him to perform in i would assume a shit environment, a very shit environment with uh fans that are really, really extreme, like good and bad mm-hmm. it can be good and bad and the flame he probably gets or like the DMs that he probably gets. I, I don't want to imagine them because I've gotten like DMs or whatsoever, you know, and I've not been in a high tier org. Just imagine being in a high tier org and performing the way he did. Because my situation, his situation is actually quite similar. Like when I was in Misfits as well, you know, you got so thrown I'm, in the Exactly. Right. But I was in a lower tier uh, organization as well. You know, obviously there were fans. There's people that were saying good yeah, things, but it's not like a TSM or a Fnatic exactly, or a T2 exactly. or whatever. Exactly, yeah. fans are extreme, and that's what the uh, I don't know. Like it probably gets worse and worse for yeah. him. You know, I, he gets solo killed in Orn versus Camille when Orn is winning early, early game. Yeah. He, he wins really hard early game, and then it, that dive as well. It feels like he has brain fog right now playing. You know, it's like hard for him to breathe. That's what it looks like uh, when he's yeah. playing the game. I mean, he's choking, which yeah.
0: I cannot blame him for. He's, he's getting, uh, you know, attacked. Teams are playing towards topside and they're shutting him down. And rightfully so. He's struggling and teams are clearly taking advantage of that. But I think that, like, there's a different team or a different version of Fnatic that he could have debuted on where he would have had a, a fair shot. But this doesn't really feel like a fair shot. Now, that's not to say that he hasn't been underperforming, mm-hmm. right? Like, you can't just shy away from that fact. Of but course he's been I, But I think that, like, what you hope for him at this point is that either in the weeks to come, he gets to show more uh, or that at some point he's going to get another shot because right now it is hard after watching winter, especially to feel like this is anything but another season of doom and gloom for fanatic because oh three start again, you get three weeks week one. They got nothing uh, and I don't think it gets easier. We talked about this before. If your team starts to fall apart, uh, it just keeps falling apart. There's not enough time for most people to turn around a team environment to turn around um, communication structures, et cetera. That's why you talked about like it's really important that you have good vibes, good bonds. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe those are maybe they're there. Obviously it's been mostly quiet from uh, like the fanatic can't the fanatic players. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Maybe they actually are do have a good environment, and they can turn around the weeks to come. But I think that it's hard not to carry over the disastrous winter from an expectation perspective to fanatic in spring.
1: I think it doesn't make sense the support change they did as well. Because I think Rooks and Adrien is actually quite similar mm. in the way they play the game and the champion pools they have. So that was really, really weird of a change, I would say. It feels like it's just a change, just to make a change, you know. Maybe the mm. environment will be better. Yeah. But, and looking at it, it looks <coughs> like the environment is a little bit better from the yeah. vibes that Adrien is giving off. And the stuff that I've been hearing about him as well, you know, I have no clue about how Rooks is. Yeah. Rooks. Uh, So I don't know, but it feels like uh, the problems from the last split is like still there, you know, the tension, the stress, all of that is still there. Just like uh, our team, Astralis had the same problems, the yep. same tension, but we, we were able to solve it instantly.
2: Yeah, so th- I think, I don't know if it was Mickey or some, one of the LEC support players basically said Advian is just better at range supports. And that's maybe like a reason why they changed, you know, so they could actually play these Nami lanes, these Heimer lanes, these... I mean... But it's uh, obviously like they picked Zeri Ash into Zyra Khan. I think winning there were
1: zero pots to three.
2: Zero po- they lost all three pots yes. in the first three waves, like
1: yeah i mean i think that
0: i agree with leader that like without knowing the specific reasons and without talking to the fanatic staff as to why they made the changes i think that the one thing we established from in these winter to spring transitions and i think we might see in the years to come as well is it's just like if your team bombs something has to change you need because you need you can't Focus on improving your problems when you mm-hmm. also have to solve a disastrous team issue. And so this is why we talked about it a lot. We talked about this about Excel last season. We talked about it about Fnatic. It's like sometimes you have to just change a player to try to like rekindle and restart, even if it's not someone's fault, you kind of just have <coughs> to let someone be the martyr so you can
1: get a fresh start. And that sucks. Obviously, sucks for players like Wonder, sucks for players like Rux. Um, I don't think Wunder was a scapegoat, though. I think Wunder made the decision himself. Yeah. To not want to play in the team. Which, I, you know, if that's true, I, I don't know all the details. Um, I think that was what was
0: written. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, there you um, go. If you got it.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. And they have so much. Like, it's just on fire. Like, there's there's, it, there's so much to fix. Um, I don't know. Maybe, they, like, the cope is, like, maybe they get two wins this weekend and two wins next weekend. And there's a chance because they've already played Vitality. Uh, but do they this, they play? uh, who do they play? Who they play this weekend? They already just played Vitality SKXL, I believe. So SK Vitality are the two undefeated teams. So on paper... Not the worst. Um, <clears throat> but if they don't turn it around, I mean, they have a longer break until summer uh, because of MSI. That's, that's a real reset. So, like, that's like an that, actual that's, gap. That's, that's yeah. a reset. Because right now it's a soft reset. The problem is you can't just... You're going to go down the vitality hole of signing players nonstop and like having them on the bench and like praying that you find a winning formula. They need to make sure they don't go down that hole. Because as much as vitality is succeeding now, they probably... Like you know, obviously they've spent a lot of money on making I mean, they, sure they yeah, can get that, this that right is, roster. Yeah. and I don't know if Fnatic wants to go down that hole of like sign players, does it work? No, quick bench sign players, does it work? No. So yeah, yeah.
0: Vitality has more players. It's just insane. Vitality's a lot of players. <laughs> There's, yeah, they have they uh, a yeah. lot of staff. They got a lot of options if they ever. <clears throat> change their mind. A lot of positional yeah. coaches. A <laughs> lot of positional coaches. <laughs> the coaches are outweighing the players at this point with all the positional coaches they've yeah. got at this stage. So
2: yeah, that was uh, yeah. Hopefully they turn around. I don't know. We'll, well see. I mean, so.
0: the other doom and gloom is Excel. I think that it's a similar vibe. This one feels less, uh, less train wrecky. Maybe it's because there's lower expectations on this organization. I'm not sure why it feels different. Cause all, and ultimately, they were able to gather, uh, get a single win in the previous week. But limit doesn't feel like it's been uh, nope. a massive upgrade yet. It feels like maybe they need more time. But some of those. The first Annie game was really rough. There are a lot of I feel like fumbles there, um, and some of these other games were difficult as well. Botlane has been struggling, and I feel like maybe it's Patrick struggling to gel with people. I'm not sure, but this is another team where, again, on paper, you expect at minimum under just about any circumstance, like middle of the table performance, minimum, like top five, like fifth. Yeah, you know what I mean. And now we're in a situation where, because uh, Heretics and Fnatic are doing so bad, I think Excel may probably make top eight, but that's why they make top eight. Not because they're playing great, but because there's a team that is now struggling more than they're struggling. The, the
2: only thing I, I would say is the only reason I wouldn't want to shit on XL is because they lost to Vitality in G2. So it's yeah. like, okay, their schedule was pretty tough. They beat Fnatic, sure. sure. pretty good game. They lost against Vitality G2. Let's see how next week goes. So they're the team where I'm like, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Uh, well, but a team I'm that we really worried about bot lane.
0: Yeah, a team we have to wait and see. Because again, the, the one team they beat is one of the team that we have zero faith in right now and yeah. yes they lost to top teams but we haven't seen them against we don't really have a good sample for excel yet we've seen them beat a team that looks like one of the worst teams in the league and we've seen them lose to the best teams in the league so where does that actually put them yeah so i think it's way you can i'm not saying you need to judge excel and to say excel are super doomed mm. but i just think that right now we have definitely not seen a complete turnaround and it might just take a little bit but more time. i
2: feel like what we're seeing in the most recent years is names don't mean anything anymore they Definitely just not. Like, and sometimes for even players, you know, like you can have Yankos smurfing on a team and playing really well and having this MSI champion, but you're not winning. And you can have players like Reckless and Humanoid and Wunder, but it's just not gelling. And the team, the name, the Fnatic, as much as it's been first place all the time and they figured it out, they're not going to figure it out anymore. Like reality check. Hmm. Just feel like names have just, just doesn't matter anymore.
0: I just wondered like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think that there's been a long period of time where we've known that super teams don't always work and like really like the super teams that have worked are more about the relationships that those players had than that like the star power maybe of those individual players g2 2019 for example again good team environment sk right now good team environment not a super team whatsoever stepping up and i just think that it's like it feels like this is the year where it's finally boiled over and it's finally clear to everybody Mm. you know that like your team environment needs to be a bigger priority because in like realistically we should have seen it when immortals started like VCing Hooney huni and rain over to na in like 2016 like we should have started to realize that like hey guys like we need to we need to look more at like team environment we need to look more at not just like getting the biggest coolest names you can get like the tl roster that imploded last year and the tl roster now <laughs> the tl sure the tl i haven't kept up with the tl roster now but tl last year where you look at that roster and it's like if this roster doesn't first place smash their way through the entire league, the entire year, like what is going on? But I just, I I hope that organizations, this is an opportunity for organizations to like reset when they come into next year and be like, okay, let's start with making sure the players we actually want to play around get Mm -hmm. along with the other players instead of it just being like, bam, big name, bam, big name, bam, big name, bam, big name. Because it's just clear that it's, it's blown up in people's faces in a big way.
2: Scouting's important.
0: Scouting is important. Yeah. Don't know enough to say 100% what what went wrong in the processes, you know what I mean? But I can say that the the results aren't there and it's uh I mean it's rough to watch and I think the saddest part is like obviously there are people on the back end, management, etc. that are struggling too and hearts out to them, but for the players that are act that like that people actually know that are actually going to catch this flack even if it's a problem that should have been solved before these players ever hit the stage hmm. like players because they're the public facing part of this organization are going to get so always going to take the brunt of the shit that goes behind like when a roster is built poorly players are always going to be blamed yeah they are
1: i think uh, some managers might look at reddit too much as well when they're making rosters probably
2: looking looking at like reddit opinions and like saying you know so, what that guy's right i'll follow that yeah. And I mean, they, they just
1: look at the comment with the most upvotes and they're like, hmm, maybe we should sign this guy now. Then that guy win, looks
2: good. They win community sentiment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People do this. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Uh, yeah, It
1: wouldn't it's... surprise me, but also I feel bad because we're
0: like pro players. They're the vulnerable ones. And they were like, time to shit on the manders." I don't know, man. I mean, I feel like it's hard sometimes. It's obviously always going to be a lot of compounding factors. And without inside information, it's hard to know exactly where it went wrong. But I agree that in the past, I've, I've like, I had a manager come to me once to ask about a player. And I was like, you need to chill. Because I was like, I, uh, yes, me. And I was like, <laughs> I've had it as I well. know this person very well. Yeah. And I can tell you what they, they are like as a human being. I cannot tell you what they are like in a team environment. Yeah. I cannot tell you what they are like in scrims. I have not been there. Yeah. Like, yes, I have praised this player because I see that this player is good on stage. But also, I am not an expert. Exactly. Like, I, I and I will tell you that. But the funny thing is, is there's probably a lot of people that when they do get asked questions like that are like, yeah, this guy's sick, like completely unaware of their own ignorance. Like I understand League at a pretty high level, not high enough to be making any kind of team decision. Yeah. I would go ask you if I want to get a mid laner. Hey, how does this guy play,
1: you know, mid lane 1v1s?
0: I wouldn't watch and then make it like it's so <laughs> yeah, crazy yeah, yeah. to it's, me.
1: It's, I don't know. Yeah. Incompetence. Which happens. I mean, you or over
0: faith in your own abilities or you know, misplaced faith in the wrong areas. It's it's just, yeah, it happens, but it sucks because uh again, yeah, orgs and true. players suffer as a result. True.
2: Uh on the other hand, there is like there is still people who
0: There are people out there who are killing it. Not yeah. all managers are trolling. I watched
2: I watched a documentary on Jinair yesterday. There's this guy called H-Dragon who was a StarCraft coach in 2005 for Jin Air. And he was a StarCraft coach for like eight years, right? And he got like Jay dong who was like one of the best StarCraft players ever. I remember J-Dong. And he was like popping off. He coached him, Jay dong like left him. And then he was the coach for the StarCraft 2 team and the League of Legends team with its sister team. He was the coach for all three, scouted players for the League team. And actually, because they were a small budget team, teams would buy them on the offseason, right? So he would put these players up and up and up. Team players like teddy for example you know where or pilots where they would go on to succeed perhaps in teams like the lpl mystic yep, who yep. went to we and uh, he just tanked it until the end of like 2021 or 2020 when gin got relegated for like 15 years he was coaching two different esports and also scouting players at the highest level making them make top six top five at best because they could never have the biggest budget to get players everywhere uh, and then they would steal their players and you know what he was like he tanked it and he was like you know what my job now is a manager and a coach. And a roster builder is to make you as a player succeed in the long term so come to genera that's what i can promise you because i can promise you that you'll get to a top team Uh, eventually someone took over the starcraft and he was focusing on league and now he's like an agent i think but yeah, an entire like documentary about him was so insane because before he was that he was a professional kickboxer and he was number one in Korea. That sounds pretty insane. Like that number guy one, guy number one Korean uh, kickboxing in two thousand two or two thousand three, and then he went into that role of esports, which is just such a turnaround to do that. But such good mental fortitude that he can give these players so much. Maybe not the best game knowledge, but like coach them, manage them, and then send them off to the or best teams. Winner mentality, yeah. or
1: Hearing
0: alternatively. Them you know and this is the thing that you don't often get in, in documentaries because like when you make a documentary or you build these things up it's often like the one person at the top that gets all the praise like everyone's like steve jobs iphone steve jobs didn't make an iphone hmm. you know i hmm. mean ultimately he didn't make a lot of people the make story, that yeah. thing and that's what i'm saying is it's like his big strength will look back and be like he did all these things but maybe the other thing that he did was say hey i actually don't know this so i'm going to talk to the guy who does and make sure that I'm making the best decision Which is the right thing to do. (laughs) Which turns out is really important. (laughs) Like it's not one person versus the world. As much fun as those stories are, it's like, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to get help from other people. You don't need to be the person who does it Some people
2: come in and they're like, I know the answer. Yeah, And it's like, oh, shut up. Not again. You don't know the
0: answer. You don't know the answer. Ego problem. Maybe. Yeah, happens to the best of us. Anyway, this has been kind of a, a little bit of a doomer discussion in terms of the fate of a lot of teams. That said, week two is around the corner, and there's some banger games. G2 versus Vitality. Leader, who's taking it? Who wins?
1: Ooh, This is
2: the caster test. Caster test. I See if it's... you can be a caster in the future. You're going to sell it to us. Uh, <laughs> sell,
1: it. sell it, leader. Sell it. It's very hard. I think if uh, Vitality bot lane gets a good matchup, I think they might take it, honestly. Because I think they're playing really, really good. They make know? the right decisions around bot lane, it mm. looks like. And I feel like Mickey might get caught in that trap in that net mm-hmm. Mickey tends to do stuff like that but then again uh, Mickey will play the situation as well as well so this situation might turn out in favor for G2 you know so it's hard to say really. do you I think you, these are the two best bot lanes
0: in our league right now for sure
2: can we just just you know winning drafts for bot lane can we just are you saying they should ban Draven I think against G2? I think it's a
1: good idea yeah. to ban Draven. Yeah. I think, think so? I think really? don't have ego, just ban the Draven. Mm-hmm. It's okay, you don't have a counter pick, guys. There's no counters to that champion yeah. if the enemy is a one X one-trick.
0: Yeah, with a 27 K. Can we get that yeah. clipped out for social? <laughs>
1: just leader being like, it's okay,
0: guys, no ego, mm-hmm. there's no counters, it's going to be fine. And we'll just link that every time yeah. someone
1: doesn't ban Draven against Hanson. It's, Han it's Han. just one ban. It's okay. <laughs> it's and side?
0: Who was on
2: blue side? Who's on blue side? I actually yeah. don't know. I can check for your think Blue side will win. I'll check the Lolly Sports schedule, but from the last few weeks, I've told that the Lolly Sports <laughs> schedule is not accurate. Um, looks like G2 G2's, is blue side.
0: Then G2 will win. Well, I see G2 red on the wiki, but I don't Oh, know. really? I,
2: I just d- see it on the schedule.
1: What? If you got it on the schedule.
2: You know what? So you're saying whoever's blue side will win. Whoever's blue side will win. There it is.
1: There it is. Because blue side usually gets the stronger bot lane.
2: Because they get first choice. But, but red get side gets counter support.
1: Counter support doesn't matter that much because people pick uh, both lanes together. Mm. Because Lushanami, Mm. uh, Zaya, whatever. Rakan Mm. is usually banned now. Just Zaya on its own. It's OP. Zeri... Any whatever any first pick I can Ash Barus, yeah. so many champs that you can first pick.
2: Yeah, if you first pick like something like Gregas as well, then they pick Botlane one two, then you pick bot lane two three, right? So yeah, yeah but what, what,
1: the thing with but the thing is G two is on red side, which I think red side should draft their top side one two three. So and who is Vatelty mid and top? It's Photon, Photon and, Perks. and Perks. I think they might struggle against the BB Caps honestly, especially on red side.
2: Interesting. So you the solo lane's favorite red side, bot lane
1: favorite blue side. Yes. Actually, I think G2 will win, no matter what side they are. Okay. Dang. G2 will win? G2 are going to win. Yeah. I don't know. They're too flexible on both solo lanes and they're too broken on blue side. I think that's... That's the thing.
2: Do you pick red side and give them the strongest bot lane or do you pick blue side and then play against their psycho flexes? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. We'll find
0: out. I mean, yeah. right now, Philly like G2 are cut above. The only team really taking them down is Astralis. Again, didn't think we'd be here, but there it is. Relia King. Uh, three games for you this weekend. BDS, Mad, Vitality. Who are you the most excited to play up against in terms of either individual matchup or mid-jungle? Like, what, what matchup is getting you fired up?
1: I think the one that we're going to play mid-jungle heavily against would probably be Mad Lions, I would say. I think they're a mid-centric team. oh yeah, that's banger. Mm. But I think we're just better than them in playing mid-jungle.
0: I like your confidence.
1: Uh, and I think Hoon and Hilly is actually kind of similar as well. So it might not even be a 2-2, but more like a 3-3 in mid-, <laughs> mid lane. So the game is be going to be explosive around mid, I think. Against Vitality, I think it's going to be much more slower. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game is revolved around bot lane. Uh, what side are we against Vitality? Uh, dude, I don't no know. Either. I can't. Mm. No uh, I hope we are blue side. Otherwise, uh, if we're red side, I think uh, me, Finn, and the Boom, or like one on three, are going to take some responsibility. Yeah, The boys. Yeah, we're going to... <laughs> we're going to... Yeah, yeah. Going to hold Perks accountable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You make a threat. Yeah, I think, I think Perks is doing his job, but I think he's a little bit vulnerable as well. A little Ooh. bit vulnerable? Yeah. You won't yeah. say where, but he yeah, is a little yeah, bit vulnerable.
2: Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. yeah. a bit vulnerable. Okay, that's what I like
0: to hear. There
1: yeah. it is. That's what I like to
0: hear. Pass the test for the cast. Kedro, is there any other banging matchups you're excited for before we close out for the day?
2: Um, you know what I just hope everyone has fun
0: I hope everybody has fun too I hope
2: we everybody have fun. has fun
0: yeah yeah I saw it was sick yeah we had fun actually
2: I, I do I am excited Heretics XL
0: you can pick one leader champion that's guaranteed to get played next week what is it ooh what would you what would you 100% would be the thing I that you feel want like to see the most
2: I know him well enough to say that I think your Akali is your probably your favorite champ or like your most played champ. So you're probably playing a Akali game.
1: No,
0: no, no. What do you want to see? Like oh, well, you can I want to see a Zed dude. Where appear? is It's banned.
1: Yeah, it's, in a Koi game it's banned. <laughs> it's banned. It's uh, hard to pick a bit. Sometimes. Oh, it's banned by your own team or what? Okay, I, <laughs> I, no, no. Banned by me some games. Oh, damn it. I, Yeah. I want a
0: Yone or a Yasuo game, personally preferably yone because i just feel like that champion or an ignite ear has a better electrocute electrocute ignite his i'll also take actually let's do electrocute ignite his <laughs> ear just because it's so funny it's not gonna happen he's it, not that much of a cycle that you'll do it on you, stage you say it but then someone <laughs> he is the guy who will walk it on stage stop saying Let it he's look the on, guy who i'm will looking do it. at his azir games on stage mm-hmm.
2: he's done it once all right uh-huh. you did it once against sk prime in 2021 electrocute azir <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh
1: my! That game, I was crazy. By the way, well, how do you
2: remember that? <laughs> I,
1: I remember that game. Enemy Oriana wronged to bot lane because his wave was doomed. So I was like forty CS up at minute ten, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, But enemy had a card to Senna and they outscaled us and we lost. Well, how do well,
0: you? There it is. I don't know how you remember that. that <laughs> I remember most initial <laughs> games.
1: Okay, that's okay, good. I remember my first Jace game as well. We were playing Jace Nunu mid-jungle. Mm-hmm. And my LeBlanc game, we played Nunu LeBlanc mid-jungle.
2: Uh, okay, I'll take your word for it.
1: I can't yeah. find it that quickly, but yeah, we'll say you know that what? you did. You know what? I played a set game against Camille Ivern. <laughs> oh my God. I played the quirky game. All right. All right. <laughs> Your
0: memory is great. You have passed the test. Thank Congratulations. You, thank you, thank you. You're the mid laner with the best memory. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for coming
1: on, leader. <laughs> thank you for having me.
0: Good luck in the practice, bro. I hope that it's a, I hope it's a good week for you overall. I hope so as well. Yeah. G2 versus Vitality is our match of the week. But again, BDS Mad Vitality, the matchup for Astralis. Tune in Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Sunday's my birthday. For LEC, Sunday's Mr. Mark's birthday. Ooh. Be there for the big birthday matchup. Um, Yeah, and we'll see you guys this weekend. See you next week. Bye.